Get ready, Devil Hunters, because you've contracted the Podcast Devil, the only show that pulls your ripcord. Hello and welcome to the Podcast Devil. I am your host, Chris Wolfhard, and with me as always, Anime Danime and We A Bob Video Games from Gigaboots.com. This bed is really comfortable. The Endless Eight. And Dr. Agro, who probably remembers what the Endless Eight is. And is currently having terrible flashbacks. Fuck you, Bob Video Games. (laughs) (laughs) Time for another episode of the Podcast Devil, wherein we recap and discuss this week's episode of Chainsaw Man. Uh, I I actually don't know what the fucking title of this week's episode is. I better fucking find that out, huh? (laughs) They don't show it at the start. It's not a Western show, so. That's true. Episode six of Chainsaw Man, Kill Dingy. That is the title of the episode. They should have done an always sunny in Philadelphia thing and just popped up. (laughs) (laughs) You get like halfway into the episode, right? (laughs) Let's get started. Uh, We open on the end of the last episode where Arai walked down the stairs and realized it's a loop. And there's only the eighth floor. Kobini starts to violently vibrate apart. (laughs) (laughs) Like a, a washing machine that you threw a brick into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can hear the shoe in her brain keep hitting the wall and nearly eject out the door. Like usually when when you're watching fiction, you, you you want to identify with strong and brave characters, but in this moment I'm like, nope, yeah, she just like me for real. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps going like this, her molecules just separate and she'll fade away. <laughs> yeah, see she's trying to vibrate out through the wall like a flash. Hell yes. <laughs> She's just chromatic aberrating, her fucking red and blue channels ripping apart. (laughs) Turning on no clip. (laughs) Himino is like, Kobini, do the Ahagao pose so that I'll know it's not a trick (laughs) if I go down the stairs and you're still here. And then she does. And then, of course, it's just a loop. And Kobini starts to shake apart even more. It's like they turned the washing machine up to high gear. Aki checks inside a room. Outside the window is another room. That rules. Another hotel room. (laughs) I love that shot. He goes into it and leaves through the door and ends up on the opposite side of that hallway. They have a really good, like, sense of camera work to this scene because it's so disorienting the way it moves around the room. Mm -hmm. And then it just ends up looking at above the bed where there's the framed image where the glass on it is uh, reflecting him walking across the room. I'm like, this is really good. Normally, you don't see this sort of, like, like the room itself is a normal room technically, but the situation is so unsettling that they made the camera work disorienting, like almost like vertigo. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, it's like one. Of, it's like one of the fucked up Breaking Bad shots where they attach the camera to like a <laughs> shovel the character is carrying. <laughs> right. It the, a lot of this episode was making me think of The Shining. Hmm. Uh, gee, I wonder if Fujimoto's ever seen The Shining. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. What a mystery. <laughs> Anyway, Aki comes out and Kobini screams again. (laughs) (laughs) They're trapped on the eighth floor forever. Uh, Opening. Same opening. It's not quirky yet. It's not like the final episodes of Stardust Crusaders where you get Dio stopping time in the opening. (laughs) I can't wait till they add sound effects to the entire Chainsaw Man Man opening. That always does work to build hype. (laughs) It's going to be good when they roll that strike. (laughs) That will actually be fantastic if they do it. (laughs) That would be fantastic. Okay, they're they're all chilling in a room. The clock is ticking and eating through their mind. 
uh, they recap what they know. It's a devil's power. They're trapped. There's no way out through the windows or stairs or even drilling through the floor or ceiling. They just it, they just end up back on the same floor. Dingy says it must be because power killed that freaky head thing, and then power gets indignant and says it was his idea. And then Agi says, no, a, a fucking devil's power goes away if you die. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he mean is like, what's the bullet? What's the bullet thing telling you? And he's like, it's not doing anything. It's not reacting at all anymore. And he was like, they baited us. This was all a trick. Arai is shitting his pants and is like, uh, other people are going to come, right? Right? And he mean says, Mmm. If they do, I hope they don't also fucking get trapped like this. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're gonna send those people who are better at this than we are. <laughs> Kobini is having her fourth panic attack of this day. Uh, she goes into like a depressive spiral crying and is like, my parents forced me to become a devil hunter because they wanted me to pay for my brother's college and it was this or become a sex worker. I wanted to go to college too. Did we mention that this show's about capitalism? It's very low-key, though. I don't think we've mentioned that yet. Uh, Power thinks Kobini melting is hilarious. <laughs> she might be right. Who knows? <laughs> what she, just start, she just starts fucking losing her shit cackling. Arai is pissed at her cackling, but Himino sweeps in and basically gives Kobini a juice box and starts patting her head and going, there, there, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And Aki's like, Every clock on this floor says 818. I think time is frozen. Which means no one's coming. <laughs> Which means no one's coming. Dingy is like, oh, this fucking rules. I can sleep as much as I want. I have never related to a character more. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, this will be a problem. But that is that is down, down, downstream. Yeah. Right now opportunity it's fucking nap time <laughs> i like how this whole scene before you even make that comment he's already tucked in oh yeah he's ready yeah for that. it's just like that's what a bed yeah, he's for. going blanky mode in, in, in his words this bed is freaking sweet <laughs> yeah he says this bed is sweet i would be a moron to not sleep in it while i have the chance wake me up if you figure something out and falls asleep instantly god i wish i could do that Himino wakes him up some amount of time later. They found food that people left behind and the electricity still works, but they've made no other progress whatsoever. Aki is being a hard ass and out patrolling, trying to find something. Arai's having a panic attack. Kobini tried to drink out of the toilet, so Himino had to <laughs> knock her out? <laughs> It's insane. It's, it's unclear whether this was a stratagem on her part or a symptom. <laughs> and then Himino's like, uh, and and the fiend power has gone insane. And then power, and then they cut to power, who is going on a megalomaniacal rant. She's going to win the Nobel Peace Prize. And then using that, she's going to springboard and become the prime minister and then use her position as prime minister to make humanity miserable starting with a 100% sales tax. It seems like a completely rational plan. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> and then Dingy's like, no, no, this is this is normal. She's, she's not affected at all. Yeah, this isn't her going <laughs> insane. This is just normal for her. We're all mad here. Himino's like, I better take my final Winston break. <laughs> <laughs> and pulls out a cigarette. Dingy points out that uh, her and Aki smoked the same brand, and she says that, oh, he, he learned to smoke from me. And then we get a flashback of them having a conversation about smoking. And she basically 
she's like, come on, smoke. It'll, it, it's a good conversation starter. Uh, by the way, I can see through all of your motivations as a human being instantly. Without you telling me any of them, you're just that transparent. He's like, I am. And then she goes, yeah. And also Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. But, but ma'am, my bones. <laughs> she's got that super liminal messaging. <laughs> yeah. She's like, look, we're all going to die very soon. We might as well smoke. We get a little brief flash forward in the same flashback. Uh, a lady slaps Himino on the street. It was the part girlfriend of her dead partner, because apparently the close ones of devil hunters who die get fucking pissed and lashed out, lash out at other devil hunters, because they can't do anything to the devils. Mm -hmm. So Aki gets real indignant and runs off after her and sticks gum on her clothes. And he comes back and is like, I got her back for you. I stuck gum on her clothes. She's going to look like such an idiot when people point out that she has gum stuck on her and she doesn't even know. And Mino <laughs> starts fucking laughing. I'd like to be very clear that when when Aki runs off after that woman, I was very seriously considering that he was going to drag her into an alley and kick the shit out of her. And I'm still not convinced that that isn't what he did. <laughs> I like this flashback because like past Aki, one year ago, Aki, I think, or like two years ago, it wasn't that fucking long ago, is like... 800% more dingy-ish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. We cut forward a little bit again, and they're eating at a restaurant. And uh, Himina says, you know, the best devil hunters aren't the ones that are strong or brave. It's the ones who are fucking insane. <laughs> so uh, you'll probably be pretty successful. And then, and then she, like, keeps pushing the cigarettes on him. It's like Dare always told me it would be like. It is. It really fucking is. It's like she transformed into the fucking kid with a, a leather jacket and sunglasses from a Dare commercial. She's like, I contracted with the Joe Camel devil. <laughs> Only nerds have strong bones and teeth. Come on. She's making a good point. He takes one and is like, fine, this will be the first and last cigarette I ever smoke. Then we smash cut to him entering the hotel room and saying, gimme. <laughs> She's like, sorry, I'm, I'm halfway through the last one. He's like, I don't care, gimme. <laughs> These are the rules. So he takes it and takes a drag off and Dingy just starts screaming, indirect kiss, indirect kiss. <laughs> That's illegal. You can't do that. That's practically an indirect kiss. He's just like, shut up. Don't care. But but Aki found the devil. It's the one power killed, but it is now a giant Akira-esque flesh mass. It starts to fucking talk. Let me eat Dingy and you guys can leave. That's the deal. Huh. Kobini comes out like in Joker mode, holding a fucking kitchen knife and tries to stab him. But Aki and Himino rinse her instantly and she falls over crying and drooling from every orb. <laughs> like Aki, Aki kicks the knife out of her hands and Himino like elbow th thrusts into her sternum and knocks her down crying. Yeah, her faces really remind me a lot of that woman from The Shining. Like I, I feel like they almost <laughs> certainly used her as reference. <laughs> Entirely possible. You mean olive oil? Yes. <laughs> They're like, Aki, fucking fox devil it. He's like, okay, pawn. But it doesn't do anything because the fox can't fucking break through a time freeze. Its powers are limited. Yeah. He was like, well, let me try. And she like starts to juice it with all the ghost hands. 
yeah. grabbing handfuls of it and squeezing until it pops. And it's like, oh, you fucking, this isn't my real body. This is just a big flesh mass. My, my heart isn't anywhere on this floor. You can't do shit. And then Dingy's like, well, I'm not going to let them kill me. You wouldn't let them go anyway. And Heeman was like, no, they, no, it actually would. Cause it said contract. So it actually would be legally obligated to let us leave if we killed you. <laughs> and then everyone went, huh? <laughs> well, everybody but yeah. Tower. <laughs> Arise like, we need to kill him. We need to kill him now. That's a good idea. Aki, who is not a fucking idiot, is like, it wants us to kill him because that benefits it somehow. Are you all morons? Power also wants to kill Denji because she has to leave and win that Nobel Prize. Right. <laughs> you can see Aki aging rapidly, being forced into the adult position in this scenario. <laughs> we cut forward a little bit. Aki, Denji, and Himino are just sitting in the hallway watching the flesh mass and are bored. <laughs> you get long enough in any place, you can normalize anything. <laughs> Aki says, well, if they run out of options, I'll use my sword. And Himino says, no. You're not allowed to use your sword under any circumstances. If it comes to that, we'll just have to kill Denji. <laughs> Which he took really well. <laughs> Meanwhile, Power ate all the food and Kobini is having a fucking panic attack because she ate all the food. Power thinks it is very funny and also blamed Denji. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Kobini is just having a panic attack and it doesn't have that much to do with Power eating the food. <laughs> Kobini and Arai like get at each other's throats because they're going crazy. And the flesh mass just fucking starts to advance all of a sudden. It's like I'm getting more powerful because you're fucking freaking out and getting more scared of me. That's how this fucking works. He's like, let me explain my stand. <laughs> and, then, and then the floor starts tilting and everything starts to like fall and the flesh mass is fucking coming after him. The whole hallway turns vertical. Yeah. It's really good, this idea that the hotel has capsized. <laughs> it's like a big fucking mass of teeth now. It has like 18 sets of teeth in like a rose. What was that Nolan movie that did something like this? Uh, they had a hallway scene in Inception. Yeah, okay, I was like, it. you mean the hallway scene in Inception? Yeah. Yes. I'm like, it's just like the Poseidon adventure. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, it's like the Super NES game SOS. That game's hard. <laughs> I need to watch Inception someday so I can know if, if if the evil within stole the only scene from the evil within anyone remembers from it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Where a character falls down like a like a long shaft, but it's it turns out to be a hotel hallway, and then the pr perspective shifts and they're falling horizontally, and then gravity kicks in and they like hit the ground and roll. Hmm. I'd have to see how it's pulled off. Kobini is like begging them, kill Denji. Please, we have to kill Dingy, please. I just want to kill Dingy. <laughs> Aki's going to use the sword, but uh, Himeno locks him down with ghost hands because using it eats through his lifespan. Like he, used, he loses years each time he pulls that sword out. Kobini and Araya are like, we're going to fucking kill him. So Araya pins Dingy and Kobini's coming in with the kitchen knife. But Aki shakes off the hands enough to get in the way and get stabbed. And he gets... He gets got bad. Yeah. Like five yeah. inches deep. It is damn bad. <laughs> Aki says that even if Dingy is a jackass who deserves to be stabbed a few times, <laughs> <laughs> he needs other devil hunters who also have as much brain damage as him so he can take on the gun devil. So he's not going to let Dingy die. This is very smart thinking. <laughs> 
Dingy gets power to try and stem uh, Aki's bleeding. She's like, well, I can, but it's hard. So I have to. <laughs> it's a lot easier when it's my blood, but I guess I'll try. Uh, and then Dingy's just like, fine, you fucking babies. I'll go get eaten, but I'm not just going to fucking die. I'm going to turn all my chainsaws and cut him a lot until he gets sick of being cut and kill himself. <laughs> It's a very good plan. <laughs> because, of course, they asked their party to kill Denji for him. So there's got to be a reason for that. Mm -hmm. It's afraid of chainsaws, obviously. Yes. <laughs> like, it, it, might, it might be as simple as, I'm a big mass of flesh. I don't want to attack the guy made of chainsaws. Right. <laughs> but even that's still an advantage. And then he just leaps down into its mouth. And that's the end of the episode. Oh, hey, uh, we got to see the ending for the very first time this episode. So, oh, that's true. We did get to see the ending for the very first time. Yeah, it's pretty cool that they have the stair sequence. It kind of reminds me of, like, visual illusion stuff, but it's it, it's dialed back and just focused on stairs a lot of it. <laughs> yes, it's very uh, Escher-esque. Esher yeah. It's very Esquire-esque. I, you know, I think this ending is neat, but I could imagine a better ending for Chainsaw Man. I don't know, though. Maybe... That's we'll true. see that sometime. Right. I mean, it's probably the result of production issues that we, I mean, we're on what, episode five, six? And six, yeah. It, we're this late in, into the core, and this is the first time the ending appears. It's, I know. Yeah, it's, it's weird. pretty strange. I don't know if they were just waiting for this bridged episode, like if there's like a payoff for that later. I don't know. Uh, right now, I'm assuming it's an intentional move, and we're just going to see how it plays out. Yeah, we'll, we'll just stick with it and see. But we have a couple segments. Uh, but first... You know, if, if you like this show and would like to support us, you can go to our Patreon Ooh. at patreon.com slash GB podcast. Mm, wow. For as little as $5 a month, not only do you support this show, but you get many benefits, such as early access to two other shows, Chugging Bleach, a Bleach review show wherein we review all of Bleach. You can catch up with us uh, for the new anime. Uh, you, you will not be caught up in any reasonable time frame for the new anime, but eventually you will be caught up for the new anime and can enjoy it with us. <laughs> also get access to Pokemon Go to the Movies, a sh monthly show where we review a Pokemon movie, all of them, yes. one at a time until until there's no more. Yes, we're even going to do that one where Ash is 3D and has the fucked up teeth. And that other one where Ash kisses someone and it's it's everyone needed me to know that that was in a movie. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 hang on. Are, are those <laughs> the same movie? Because I might have to opt out of both of those. <laughs> well... I mean, now, now I'm obligated to tell you no. <laughs> Damn it. Just wanted an excuse. <laughs> That's uh, patreon.com slash GB podcast. But wait, Dan, there's other benefits we they get. There there's more? There are many benefits. There's more. There's oh many benefits, God. not just two. Many is at least three. <laughs> You get extended versions of other shows we do when uh, we have to leave ideas on the cutting room floor. And you get a patron-exclusive show, one a month, where you get to vote on what good or bad thing we have to watch and then talk about. That's patreon.com slash gbpodcast. And if you don't have any money, you can always help us immensely by telling your friends, posting about this show on social media. Please do not give Elon Musk money to boost your to boost your post about our show. It's not worth it for that. Instead, just give us that money. You can also like this video on YouTube and review the show favorably on your favorite podcast app. That's patreon.com slash GB podcast. And uh, if you become a member this month, uh, not only do we do it based on anniversary for when you sign up, not the first of the month that has been changed. 
Um, we're doing Bless Blontent this month, Bless Blontent Blub, which is a blub where we watch Bless Blontent, and we have really good taste in movies, so you get to vote on which of four different movies we have to watch. And you don't get to know which of us put forth each which movie. That's You true. have to guess. <laughs> Form a parasocial relationship with us where you try to figure us out as people based on what movies we like. <laughs> good luck. I'm moving as fast as Kobeni. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash GBBodcast. But it's time for the dingy moment of the week. Dingy moment of the week. I'm just going to give this one away for free, Bob. <laughs> of course is when he's tucked himself in the bed. <laughs> of course. What else so could cozy. it be? Oh, yeah. No, that was that was the strongest I've ever been represented in media. <laughs> it's just like, of course. Like, what's going to happen? A devil will get you. They're right next to you. You'll be fine. Just take your nap. <laughs> I've, I've recently been, been playing a very melee character in, in my tabletop RPG group. Yeah. So I, I really resonated with this moment where he went, this sounds like a smart people problem. So <laughs> you guys call me when you're done. <laughs> yeah, normally we like to bring our own, but I'm like. Uh... <laughs> Aggro. Uh, as Aki is, you know, crossing from one room to another through the window and comes back out in the hallway, uh, right before Kabeni freaks out, you see that Denji runs out of an adjacent room and says, the windows just go across the hall because of course he did. Aki went to investigate a thing and in the second and a half, he was out of line of sight. Denji was now bored and unsupervised and decided he was also going to run into an adjoining room, get out right before Aki and shout the discovery. Yeah, th this episode <laughs> takes place in a hotel, but I feel like with all the children Aki has to deal with, it would be much more thematically appropriate for to, to take place in a supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Just stuck on the soup aisle. <laughs> Go to the next aisle. Well, it's just more soup. <laughs> God, that would be incredible. Uh, Dan. Um, you know, I'm weirdly enough, because of all of these disappearing options, uh, I'm going to have to go with the moment that Denji has to clarify. Power's not going insane. This is normal for power. Her her idea that she's going to get the Nobel Peace Prize is absolutely just don't worry. Yeah, that's she's just normal. Yeah, there, there's days of them of their home life we haven't seen. Who knows what things Power has said offhand? <laughs> He's just so fucking used to it and tired by now. I I do love how those two are just on the same wavelength most of the time, unless Denji has the opportunity to squad up with somebody else by making fun of power yeah i mean they're on the same wavelength but they're out of phase <laughs> they're, they're very sibling core mm -hmm. these two making the setting of a, a shitty hotel they're stuck in on their family <laughs> vacation even better uh, and i'll go last i i guess i have to pick the end of the episode where he's like i guess i'll get eaten or kill it we'll see how this plays out I bet I can bully it into killing itself. <laughs> it's like, are we done? Are we not solving the puzzle? Okay. Now, now, this is something somebody told me. Hmm. Where it's like, Dingy tends to succeed in situations because he has the problem solving, 
of a stupid yet ballsy eighth grader. <laughs> True. It's, I do when when watching him formulate plans and and execute them. I I keep picturing that scene from like the middle of Gurren Lagann where they 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 break Simone out of prison and he's like, "What are you going to do?" And he's like, "We're going to blow up the moon." Why did you not think of that? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, before we get out of here, what everybody think of this episode? I thought it was pretty good. It's it's interesting that this is like not only the first time we saw the ending, but also it's this weird continuation of last week that doesn't bring us to a new area. This is the first time the series has done that. Normally we'll have direct continuations, but they evolve and expand into a very different setting by then. We are still on the eighth floor. I did not expect that. It is an interesting bridging episode where we are forced by the events to slow down, have a little bit of characterization, really feel out the the more human side of our cast, uh, as well as I, I really think this episode showcases how smart it is. You know, as 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 a cinephile, to, <laughs> like you you put uh, all of your characters in the greatest outfit of any visual media. A, a black suit with a white shirt and a skinny black tie. Just Blues Brothers, Reservoir Dogs, all the greats. That is the uniform. And it's really working to best effect in this setting. Yeah, I was also surprised to see it just all still be in the hotel. But it was really great seeing more Kobeni vibrate to death. <laughs> and I, yes. I actually like that end bit a lot where we get to see like the dynamics evolve between Aki Power and Denji is like performing an almost family-like unit. It was like, oh yeah, that she doesn't. She acts like she won't, doesn't want to help him with the blood loss, but does it anyway. And it all is neat. I think this episode's just neat, <laughs> basically. <laughs> this whole episode, I couldn't stop thinking, wow, this is a really interesting and well-shot thing happening in one location. Why can't any streaming service do even one episode like this in an 18-episode long stream? <laughs> I don't know who they're, writing, they're hiring anymore to write TV shows, but I don't think they're writers. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's the child of an executive. <laughs> we only have multiple confirmed cases of that. <laughs> I'm not really a, uh, what, what you might consider to be a, a traditional author. I'm, I'm more of a narrative facilitating executive. Uh, go home. There wasn't a single chainsaw in this episode. One out of ten. <laughs> <laughs>